Quasi here. And in today's video, I want to share with you how you can achieve your goal in the fastest way possible and what the biggest block to goal achievement really is. This was the one thing that helped me make the biggest change in my goal achievement game and you know really helped me move without friction in my journey and learn to see what these hidden obstacles really were. No matter how hard I was trying, I just couldn't, you know, all of my efforts weren't bearing fruit. And I saw that it was never really the action that was the problem. The actions were all in the right place. I was doing the things in my business that other people were doing, but I just wasn't getting the same results. So it was never really the action that was the problem, but the place, the intention that the action was coming from. So in this video, I want to show you how to purify your intention, but also achieve a clarity of intention. Okay, this is the most powerful concept that I've learned in my personal development journey. So please make sure you stick around to the very end of this video because I do think this will be very valuable for you. So before I go ahead and get started with this video, I wanted to quickly announce that I made a brand new bootcamp for you. If you scroll down to the pinned comments down below, you'll be able to access a link that'll take you to our exclusive email list where I can share stuff that I can't really share on the channel. Uh, because of YouTube's uh, platform limitations. So scroll down, click on the link, you'll get access to the free bootcamp and also other bonuses that I can't really share here. So without further delay, let's go right ahead and get started with this video. So today I wanna talk to you about clarity of intention. And uh, we really wanna begin understanding what intention is because mistakenly, society gets us to think that, okay, well, if you just do the right things then you'll get the right results. And to a certain extent, that might be true. But in order to find the right things to do and be able to do it, it's, it's not really about what you do per se, but about how you do it, how you show up to it. So to give you a concrete example of that, if you're you know, teaching a classroom full of uh, students and your intention is to impart knowledge on them, if you're, let's say, not really into the subject matter or anything, you're gonna appear monotonous and the students as a result won't be as engaged because you're not as engaged teaching it. So if I were to share this video with you right now and I didn't appear as engaged, then you wouldn't appear as engaged listening to it, right? So I'm doing the right thing in sharing the video and you know doing the thing that I always did, but if my energy isn't quite there, if I'm not fully into it or fully bought into it, then it wouldn't be, the message wouldn't be as engaging. And I've seen this to be prevalent in times in my life where I made a video just for the sake of making a video. I made a video because I thought I should make this video because everyone else was making this video. You know, so um, I looked at viral topics and I was like, oh, I wanna go viral. So I started making videos on viral topics, even though I didn't feel fully into it. So this is where clarity of intention comes in. And uh, this topic was reminded to me recently because uh, I remembered a quote that I read in this book called Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. And the quote goes something like this. A weak plan executed with a definiteness of purpose will always trump a strong plan executed with an indefiniteness of purpose. Okay, I'm gonna say that one more time. A weak plan executed with a definiteness of purpose will always trump a strong plan executed with an indefiniteness of purpose. What that essentially means is that how much you're definite in your purpose, how strong you are in your will and how strong you are in your intention will always outperform the action plan or the plan that you have in place. Because what happens is if you have a very strong clarity of intent, a very strong definiteness of purpose, this weak plan will eventually be transmuted into a strong plan. 
you'll eventually find the right tools and the right plans. Okay, those are a second order, those are a consequence of having the right will. So I want you to think about it this way. What happens is we initially begin with a desire. Your desire gets transmuted into your intention. And the intention inevitably leads to the actions that you take. So please take a moment to reflect on this and I hope you can see this. Uh, you begin with a desire of I want to make XYZ amount of money or whatever it may be. You know, I want to be happy. I want to make money. I want to get fitter. I want to be in a better relationship. You have all of these desires. And then you start to see, well, where's the bottleneck? What do I need to do in order to get there? You have an intention to move forward towards it. How can I move forward towards that? So you have an intention to move forward towards that. And you ask yourself, how can I move forward towards that? What's the most effective way to move forward towards that? And the actions and the intention inevitably leads to a result. So as you can see here, this is like the chain of cause and effect, right? The desire leads to the intention. The intention leads to the actions and the actions inevitably lead to the results that you're seeing in your life. So when you have the intention of how can I move forward towards that? How can I have that? How can I do that? Then the action follows. Then maybe you have the idea of starting up a business or trying out some strategy to start up a business or getting in shape. You make an action plan on a fitness regime or routine and in it, it inevitably leads you to that. Now, interestingly, though, the biggest mistake we make in this journey, uh, and every single person is a victim to this, is not only do we have intentions, but we also have counter intentions. And why that happens is because our desire is actually stemming from something else. <laughs> so the desire is a counter, uh, a consequence of some fear that you might have or some resistance that you might have. This may not be true all the time, but most of the time, this is what it is. You look at your bank account, you don't like what you see, you want to make more money. Uh, you know, you look at other people having things that you want to have, and that inspires you to, okay, well, I need to get in better shape. I need to get better in my skills in talking to people of the opposite sex, or I need to learn how to make more money and have a thriving business. So it all stems from this fear of, I do not want this, or this resistance of, I do not want this. So what do I want instead? That's the desire. Unfortunately though, sometimes it's difficult to get rid of the fear and operate from the place of pure desire because the fears keep creeping up. We don't know how to manage our mental processes, so the fears keep creeping up. And what happens when we're influenced by our fears is along with the fear, there is a counter intention, an anti-intention or counter intention. And the counter intention also produces some actions. And it also, guess what, produces a particular result. So what are examples of counter intentions that we have? Let's say you want to start up a business, right? And you have the intention of, okay, well, I want to make money. I want to move forward towards this dream of this vision that I have, this freedom that I want to experience, not, you know, being able to live freely every single day, being able to spend more time with my family, being able to provide for my kids. All of those are valid intentions that you want to move forward towards. 
But within that, there is a counter intention, right? That's why the idea of starting up a business came up in the first place. And the counter intention or the fear is I don't want this. Oh, I don't want to stay stuck in my nine to five job or my full time career. I don't want to, you know, not make money. I don't want to be poor. So most people want to avoid being poor more than they want to be rich. So please think about it. You if you just take some time to reflect on why you want the things that you want and what you think about most of the time. So most of the time, do you think about getting away from something or moving towards something else? Please take a moment to reflect on that because this is the most crucial question you can ask yourself right now. Most of the time, what are your thoughts centered around? What are your feelings centered around? Is it on getting away from something? Oh, I don't like failing in my business. I don't like staying stuck at 10K a month or 5K a month or 20K a month. I want to get to 40K a month, 50K a month, 60K a month, whatever. Do you think most of the time about what you don't want and feel strongly repulsed to move away from something? Or do you feel strongly towards moving towards something? Right? So life doesn't care about the nature of your thoughts. It cares about the content. So the nature of your thoughts in fear and desire, in love and in hate, it's the same nature. It's the same intensity of energy. Okay, so it's the same intensity of energy, but the content is different. So in life, we get more of what we hate and more of what we love. The content is simply different. If you hate bills and if you hate failing, you get more bills and more failure. If you love money and you love business and succeeding and growing, then you get more of what you love and what you're grateful for. So unfortunately, most of the time, this is why the pessimist usually gets what get what they want. And the optimist also gets what they want. Right? So it's the content of it combined with the intensity of the desire or the fear that you have. The mirror of reality always reflects that purified content. And with your hate or your love, you just intensify the content. Do you see how this is happening? Now you might be asking yourself, oh, well, quasi, what if I just hate money? Wouldn't I get more of it? You may try to hate money, but you can't sincerely do that, right? Sincerely, if you try to hate something that you fundamentally love, that you fundamentally want, you can't do that. It'll just be lying to yourself. So the sincerity of the soul is also reflected by this mirror of life. So this brings me to the next point, which is why do we have these counter intentions? And a huge part of it goes to understanding your heart and let's say this is your mind. Usually our hearts want that desire or that goal. It wants it deeply. But what happens is when you have that desire of, oh, you know, I want to live freely. I want to be able to do what I want every single day. I want to surround myself and be on this constant vacation. That's what the heart wants. And then the mind thinks about it and it's like, how can it have that? And it thinks in terms of it needs this amount of money. It needs, you know, this kind of a lifestyle. It needs to sell to this many clients a month. It thinks logically about all of these and how they could happen. Now, interestingly, the mind is also very susceptible to social conditioning. All around us, we have this conditioning that tells us what is possible and what isn't possible. This is what keeps us in this blanket, this kind of security. Now, social conditioning to a certain extent is quite good for us because it's that thing in your brain that tells you don't rob a bank or don't kill this person. So be grateful that you have that. But the problem is now it's getting intensified to such an extent that it prevents you from living the life that you want to live.
Okay, so in that sense, at a certain point, it becomes a huge barrier. So our hearts want that lifestyle, whatever it would bring, whatever would bring joy to us, whatever would bring happiness to us. But then the mind thinks that, okay, it's that thing that will bring us joy, that money, and that this is the way to accomplish it. But then the mind gets poisoned by social conditioning saying, oh, you can't have this because it's not, you know, you, you can't be a successful business owner because you don't have this talent. You weren't naturally born with this. You start to look at other business owners and what they've done and how they portray their lives on social media and it makes you think, oh man, they have something that I don't have. So you start measuring yourself up to all of these business owners, all of these influencers and all of these people's lives that you see on Instagram and you start measuring yourself up to them and that prevents you from living your own unique truth, right? So you become part of the herd mentality instead of being the wolf among the sheep. So you can't own your individuality and you can't uniquely tap into what your heart wants without comparing yourself and measuring yourself up to others. And that is when we run into trouble. So this incoherence that we have between what the heart wants and what the mind thinks is possible is what causes these counter intentions. And this counter intentions that you have when you think about starting up a business and you think about, oh, but this could go wrong. If I tried to start up a business, this could go wrong. What if I try and I fail and I just spend the next two years of my life and it's completely wasted? What if that happens, right? So just please take a moment to think about this. Anytime you have this intention of moving forward towards something, it's accompanied with counter intentions. Your mind is poisoned by these counter intentions that are no longer serving you. So when you think about, I want to start up a business, the counter intention may be, what if it fails? But the problem isn't the counter intention. The problem is you actually buy into these counter intentions. They start to influence you. Your attention gets sucked into it and you can't see past it. There is no space between you and the thought. There is no observer there anymore. There is just identification, deep identification, deep suffering, deep pain, not being able to see past any of this. So the, the problem with it is we get identified with our mind. We get identified with everything that we've seen. We get identified with the body. We think we are the body. We think that, oh no, you know, if something happens to my business, I will die. Because you become so identified with it, you think that if something, if I fail, I will die. That's what the ego starts to think. So the solution is to become slowly disidentified so you can become the observer and control this puppet so you can achieve what you want, but in general, just not suffer whatever happens in the mind. But really to eliminate these counter intentions, we've got to make sure we have some sort of coherence between the heart and mind. And this is why there's so much work being done right now on your belief systems, because guess what? Where, where does the belief happen? The belief occurs in the mind, right? It's literally the, most of the work is done in disarming the mind and learning to make the mind believe. The mind is the thing that believes. The heart is what always has faith. But then the mind being like a guardian tells the heart, which is like a little child that just wants what it wants. It tells the heart that, oh, you shouldn't want this because you can't achieve it. You shouldn't want that. It's bad to want it. You know, your desires are bad. It's sinful. You, sh you, sh you mustn't. There's no point. You're just setting yourself up for disappointment. It tells the heart all of these things because it's, this is what the mind hears all around us. The mind hears, oh, in, in nowadays it's much harder. Now it's much harder to get into that college. Now it's much harder to start up that business. You're not good enough because all around you, people have told you that you're not good enough. You see that? 
So it's being poisoned. These thoughts aren't even yours. You've just collected them and you start to believe that they're true because you think that you are your mind. But what if you started to see those thoughts for what they were? Simply thoughts, simply data. And what if you could choose the thoughts that you wanted to have? That's when we get into a different realm where we can have this coherence. So I want you to know that the goal to eliminating counterintentions or at least not having them affect you and moving forward, just putting the gas on with no breaks is simply having this coherence between your heart and mind. So investigating what you view, how you view things, right? So what I want to do right now is give you two big tips that help me achieve this clarity of intention, okay? To help me just put the gas on and take the brakes off. Because frankly speaking, if I got into my business and when I started off, when I took that leap to quit that job, if I came into this half-heartedly, I know I wouldn't have succeeded. If I did every single thing half-heartedly and I didn't put myself fully in it and with full involvement, there would be no success in it. And every single successful client of ours that I've seen has always put themselves fully. They've given their whole selves to it, not some part of them, not, not like a half of them. They did whatever was necessary at that point. And that's why you've probably seen some results of some of our clients. So um, without further delay, let's go right into the keys that'll help you develop this clarity of intention. I promise you, if you just develop this one quality, you don't have these counter intentions. Moving forward towards your goals becomes infinitely easier. So here are the two keys to developing clarity of intention. I don't know why my pen keeps running out. One of, one of our subscribers was messaging me and they were telling me, Kwasi, I'm going to buy you a new set of pens because yours always keeps running out. <laughs> I found that hilarious. Anyway, so the two keys to helping you develop clarity of intention, I want you to begin practicing this right now. Key number one is think about a goal that you have and an intention that you have. Let's begin with the case study of you wanting to start up a business or you wanting to grow your business. What comes up in your mind when you think about growing your business? Let's say you're a business owner who's doing 10K a month, right? And you want to grow your business. You want to grow it to, let's say, 50K a month. But maybe let's say you're comfortable at this 10 or 20K a month that you're at. You're very comfortable and you're like, okay, well, I want to grow my business. That's the intention. I want to grow to 50K a month. But the counter intention is, I believe that if I grow my business past this 10, 20K a month, it would take away my time. It would suck my time away. That's the counter intention. That's something I've also had to deal with. So what I want you to do is identify goal, intent, intents or counter intents and counter intents, sorry. And counter intents can simply be limiting beliefs that you have about it. And these limiting beliefs are the things that you keep buying into, which is preventing you from moving forward. So you identify one goal that you have and the beliefs for the intents that you have that'll help you move towards it and the counter intentions that you have. So intentions to moving forward uh, to 50K a month could simply be beliefs that you hold true about it. Oh, if I, when I achieve this, you know, I, I have this intention of uh, running this great team having this great team help me and putting out this vision. I have this intention of being able to support my family and being able to take a trip somewhere and not having to, not having to worry about money is a counter intent, by the way. Uh, being, having an abundance of money. So no negative words can describe an intention. That can only describe a counter intention. So identify a goal, 
some and make it make two columns a column of intents of why you want it what your intention is and a column of counter intents or limiting beliefs that you have that would happen once you achieved it uh, or why you don't want to not achieve it right what the negatives are i hope that makes sense so again just to give you an easy example of this goal grow business from 10 to 20k a month or 10 to 50k a month intent would be i want to run a great team I want to be able to make more impact. Uh, I want to spread my message out. Making more money to me means more impact. Those are examples of great intents. Examples of counter intents are, I believe if I grow it to 50K a month, it would mean more work for me. I would hate it. Uh, I don't want to stay at 10K a month. That's a counter intent too. I don't want to make things more com complex increase the complexity that's also another valid counter intent so examine all of these and at the end ask yourself a question would the counter intents or the limiting beliefs if they were to come true would it still be worth achieving this goal am i willing to sacrifice what i you know the counter intents coming true or the limiting beliefs coming true what I don't want coming true in order to achieve what I want. So for example, let's say you have the intent to grow your business, to make more impact, etc., and the counter intent of it's gonna get more complex. Well, are you willing to accept the complexity as the price to pay to grow your business? Is it still worth it to grow your business to 50K a month if you were to have more complexity? If yes, then you have your answer. If no, then you just have to do a little more deep digging until you can accept it or until you can find a way to change that intention to seeing, wait a second, it doesn't necessarily have to get more complex. That'll lead you to finding different ways to grow the business without making things complex, right? So that's one of the limiting beliefs I had when I grew from um, 20K a month to 100K a month. I thought the business would get more complex, but I've sought ways to make things not more complex and not take up more of my time. So I have more of my time available to work on the business rather than in the business, right? So ask self, am I willing to accept? Am I willing to accept counter intentions? Now, this is a gimmicky way of doing this, by the way, like writing it down, because in real life, this process happens internally. Right? Internally, whenever you have a goal and whenever you think about it, it, you just naturally do this before you make the committed decision to take the leap and do it. So the final step is, am I willing to commit to this intention fully? Am I, just ask yourself, am I willing to commit? Now, this is what happened to me when I started up the business. I was working a full-time career and an engineering job uh, I hated it completely and I was faced with the decision to, okay, well, I can take the leap and go ahead and start my, and just go full time on a business that's con inconsistently doing around 1K to 1 to 5K a month or I could continue on like this while at the same time working on my business. But I knew that if I did that, I wouldn't be able to fully focus on the business. So I was faced with a decision. I can either leave now, take the leap and go full force or I could do both. And I knew that one decision was better than the other. But then I had all of these doubts when I thought about taking the leap and just going all in on my business. And my doubts were, oh, what if I don't make it? 
Uh, what if the business fails? Again, that's a counter intention. One of these doubts are counter intentions. Uh, what if, you know, after a year or two, nothing really happens? Uh, what if I can't get a job after that because I don't have a sufficient experience? But then I looked at what I do have to gain, okay, what the intentions were. Well, I could potentially start up a 20K a month business doing something that I love and getting that freedom that I wanted. And then I look at like, what do I have to lose? Well, if I didn't do this, what's the worst thing that happens? Well, the worst thing that happens is I return back to a job that I have no passion in and I just keep spinning my wheels in a job and I just keep waiting for retirement. I waste 40 years of my life living in regret. Am I willing to take the good with the bad? If there's a possibility of me failing, am I still willing to accept that over the slight chance that I might have that I actually succeed? If yes, then it's a no-brainer decision, right? So the good, what you have to gain in your mind has always got to be greater than the pain of what you have to lose. When that happens, then you can make the committed decision to move forward. And when you do make the committed decision, just commit to it and don't look back. See it through to the end. Definiteness of purpose, okay? So this is a, a very, very powerful way to fully commit to whatever it is you wanted to commit to and get rid of those counter intentions. The final way I wanna share with you is a way of training this intention muscle that you have. And a simple way to do that is before you do something, you announce the intention of doing it. So it could be a simple task of right now, I'm going to film this video and I'm going to fully focus on filming this video. Before you do that, you announce it to yourself mentally. Before you perform any task for the next seven days, announce to yourself that you're about to partake in this task and complete it. And don't get distracted. If you do, simply gently bring yourself back without fighting against yourself. Maybe you have to study for an exam. Maybe you have to complete some outreach work for your business that you don't, maybe you don't like to do. But you simply make the intention and you do it anyways. This way, you're training the intention muscle to fully commit to whatever you're doing without counter-intents, without getting distracted and pulled to the other side. So, announce intents. Announce intents before task. So these were the two ways. So steps one to three is one way. Let's say way number A, which is probably the most effective thing that you can do. And B is more of a technique for you to train this intention muscle and fully commit to whatever it is you want. In my life, whenever I fully committed to something, even when it was when I was working, even when I'm resting. When you work, you work fully. When you rest, you rest fully. At the end of the day, when I'm done with work, I don't think about work. I don't check my email. I don't check my Stripe account or anything else. I simply just relax and you know, go to whatever it is I was doing. That helps me get in the zone when I am working. So those who are like half in the zone all the time will always be half dead. When you work, you fully work. When you play, you fully play. There's no, you know, half doing it halfway. So you should always aim to be 100% in whatever it is that you want to do. So with that, I conclude this video. Thank you so much for watching. I sincerely hope this was helpful. Guys, if you do practice this, uh, I do think this will be the most powerful thing that you do, the single most powerful thing that you practice for the next month even. Okay, so please commit to this, make a commitment to this, to practicing understanding and becoming aware of your counter intentions and seeing where you're focusing on what you don't want and simply see if you can perform this process to shift your focus on what you do want and learning to see those being aware of the differences okay that simple thing will help you just you know effortlessly move forward without ha having some invisible barrier in your face all the time 
So with that, I conclude this video. Let's do a quick recap. Today we talked about intentions and how to clarify your intention and why clarifying your intention is so powerful and why the biggest thing we just got to do is get a heart and mind on the same page. Once we get that coherence where the heart truly feels that the goal that, that it really wants to go and the mind sees a clear path to achieving the goal, that it is achievable, that it is doable and it accepts all of the failure scenarios, that's when we hit the sweet spot. That's when we really just go towards the, the straight line, the path of least resistance towards the goal. And we talked about many different ways to clarify your intention, but the single most powerful way is to first ask yourself these three questions. First, identify your goal, the intents that you have and the counterintents that you have. And then ask yourself, am I willing to accept the counterintentions? Am I willing to take the good with the bad? Am I willing to risk failure so that I can succeed? Am I willing to, you know, is what I have to lose, the pain of losing something greater than the um, desire of wanting it? If the desire is greater than the pain, then it's worth it. It's a, it's a worthful, um, it's a worthy endeavor. And finally, am I willing to commit to this? And finally, part B was simply learning how to train your intention energy, which is before you do any task, you just announce your intention. Announce that I will now make this video. I will now complete this task. Once you start to do that, and even if within the task you get distracted, no fret, just simply bring yourself back to the task and remind yourself of your intention. This way you can remind yourself of this intention that you've had, um, whether it was to grow this business or commit to a particular task every single day. And um, that way you can strengthen that resolve that you've had initially to go to that daunting task that you set for yourself. So guys, with that, I conclude this video. Thank you so much for watching. I do hope this was helpful. Uh, leave me a comment letting me know what you thought of this. If you have any suggestions for future videos to make, I always love hearing what you guys are going through right now, how I can best help um, and support you on your journey. If you're new to the channel, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and hit that little bell there so you're notified of any new video that I put out. And also, if you'd like to work closer together with me and my team for the Reality Mastery Program, you can now apply for it. So if you just click on the link in the description below, you'll be taken to a page where you can fill up a short survey, apply for it, and schedule your time with us for a free consultation call. Now, who we typically work with are people who are business owners and entrepreneurs who find that they're stuck at a certain revenue level in their business or a certain plateau in their lives, and they have all of the tactics and tools, and they've tried techniques, strategies, business ways their whole lives, but they're seeing now that it's not really a business problem, but rather an internal problem. Who they are is not fit to be that business owner that they want to be or have that business, that revenue level that they want to have. If that sounds like you, click on the link in the description below to apply. Let's see if we can help. And also the free Facebook group is open for you to take advantage of. The link for that is also in the description below. Guys, thank you so much for watching. Till next time. Peace.